2: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, we all have life. You're alive or you wouldn't be listening to me. You know, when we uh, find someone, we fall in love and we co-create and we have a child, we create life. It is one of the greatest things that we get to do in this world is we create life. And that life has great value, whether that life becomes a president, whether that life becomes a mom or a dad, whether that life becomes a a producer at a local radio station, whether that life becomes a leadership coach or speaker, God says all life has value. Matter of fact, if you want to go back to the, the book, Bible, right? Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. That's what the Bible stands for, Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. Uh, God made a, a covenant with man after the flood. I think it's Genesis 7. It might be. I'm pretty sure it is. If you go back and look at it. So when Noah and his family, after a year on that ark, they landed, God made a new covenant. And what covenant is, if you read it, it says all life will have an accounting. There will be account for all life, animal life, human life, because it's all a creation of God. And so today, uh, I know it's going to surprise some of you, but we go deep. We're going to go real deep. We're going to talk about the untalkable, uh, and it needs to be talked about. So today we're going to be joined by a special guest. And today we're going to go deep into the news of the day. Uh, and yes, abortion is one of the hottest topics of the day. In the middle of this hot-button issue is another battle regarding the abortion pill, the abortion kill pill, they call it. Many believe that this is a huge step in making things easier, while many believe this is a huge step in a more troubling direction. So today I'm going to be joined by Dr. Ingrid Scott. Uh She's Director of Medical Affairs at the Lozier Institute. And we're going to discuss the medical and social implications of this process of ending a pregnancy. And today, I I know it's going to sound a little silly, uh, and I really don't mean it to, but today, the topic, to pill or not to pill? Because that seems to be the question. You know, it really comes down to the camel's nose. When you go back to the, I think it was 1973, Roe v. Wade. And by the way, I just want to highly recommend Jonathan Cahn's book. I'm not getting any money for this. I'm not getting any kudos for this. I don't know Jonathan Cahn, but I do know the truth. Uh, And Jonathan Cahn's book, The Return of the Gods, uh, really breaks down what happened, where the Canaanite gods of Molech and Baal and Asheroff were, uh, were basically uh, kicked out, they were uh, removed, and Jesus came on the scene, and Yahweh, and the way came, see Yahweh, the way, the way came, and all of a sudden, there was no place for the gods of Baal, the gods of Molech, you know, the god of Asherah, or Ishtar, or whatever you want to call her, Venus, there was a door that opened up, and that door created a slippery slope, and we call it a camel's nose. You know the camel's nose if you listen to the show. If you haven't, let me remind you. One cold night, as an Arab sat in his tent, a camel gently thrust his nose under the flap and looked in. Master, he said, let me put my nose in your tent, for it is very cold and stormy out here. The Arab, wanting to be nice, and by all means, and welcome, as he turned over. went to sleep. A little later, the uh, uh, Arab was awoken to find that the camel had not only put his nose in the tent, but his head and his neck were also now in the tent. The tent was a very small one-person tent. The camel had been turning his head from side to side, said, I will take but a little more room if I if I place my forelegs within the tent. It's really cold out here, and, and my legs are shivering, and I might fall and then hurt you and hurt the tent, so it's difficult standing out there. So may I please uh, put more forelegs uh, in the tent? Yes, you may put your forelegs within, said the Arab, moving a little closer to the edge of the tent away so to make room. For again, the tent was very small. After falling asleep, Again, the Arab was woken up. And again, the camel said, may I may I, may I, move a little bit more inside? May I not stand wholly inside? I, I, I keep the tent open by standing as I do. And the Arab just wanted to go to sleep. He's tired. He's cold. Yes, 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 said the Arab. Come, come wholly inside. I'll just squeeze and roll up against the tent over here. Perhaps it will be better for both of us. So finally, the camel crowded in. The Arab, with great difficulty, the crowded quarters again, finally fell asleep. After a while, he found himself very cold, very chilly, wind blown on him, and he woke again. As he looked around, he noticed he was no longer inside the tent. He was outside in the cold, and the camel had the tent to himself. You see, the camel's nose is a metaphor used to describe a situation where a small, slightly unacceptable situation is permitted, thereby opening the door for continual worsening until it eventually slides into an out-of-control and undesirable situation. Other expressions of the same ilk include, you know, give them an inch and they'll take a mile, the domino effect, the slippery slope. You know, the camel's nose is very similar to the concept of the boiling frogs, right? You put a live frog in a pot of boiling water and that creature as stupid as is, is going to jump out because it's hot. But if you take that same frog and you put it in a lukewarm pot of water and you slowly bring it to a boil, I've been told that you might have a need for some garlic butter. See, the camel's nose refers to small liberties giving way to a gradual worsening situation. The boiling frog is allowing something to happen slowly enough so the impact isn't noticed at all. There's the difference. And as Khan talks about in his book, first, uh, we kicked the word of God out of the school. A lot of people don't know this, but the word of God for hundreds of years was the foundational book in school. Children read it every day. It was right over the intercom. People prayed every day. We were a blessed country. And then we kicked God out of the classroom. And we kicked the word of God out. And then we made it illegal to pray. And then the teachers couldn't pray. And even the students couldn't pray. And then we decided that it was a, a right that the Ten Commandments could no longer uh, be displayed. Even though they're in the Supreme Court, they're, they're right there. And then we realized that, hey, there's a right in there to, to kill a baby that you don't want. And just so you know, abortion is nothing new. And what do you think the, in the Israelites used to do when they, when they prayed to Baal or Molech? Many Israeli kings, unfortunately, Judah kings, put their children into the fire of Molech. And why do they put their children in the fire? To make their lives easier. So that God would bless them. So they'd be less burdened. So they'd be more profitable. So they'd have more fun. It's no different today. And so whether, whatever side you're on, what happened is we started allowing a little bit, and now we got this kill pill. It's a big deal, and I'm not the one to talk about it. But Dr. Scop with the Loser Institute is going to be here to talk about it. She filled an abacus briefing with the Supreme Court uh, with the court on this. Not the Supreme Court. Sorry, it's not there yet. Hopefully, it gets there. But there's an interesting thing going on. There's dueling court cases. There's lots of things battling, and Miss uh, Miss is right in the middle. Because you got a federal judge in Amarillo, Texas, who says one thing, a Trump appointee. And then you got a different judge, Thomas Rice, an Obama appointee in Spokane, Washington, saying two totally different things. And so now there's dueling court cases. And our next guest is going to tell you what's going on and why it matters. So stay tuned, because after the break, we're going to have Dr. Scott joining us. I'm Black, and we'll be right back.
0: To the world of Mister Black,
2: you've had a difference in your relationship with God too. Tell me about that. Um,
3: yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life, and this class kind of brought me right back to to my faith, and that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just I, I feel rejuvenated. If that makes sense, that you know, knowing that. God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, He's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But He's here for, for me right yeah. now.
2: And you have some peace, don't you?
3: Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's, it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like It Matters' unique approach
0: allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
3: You have the opportunity to hear Dennis Prager in person. Dennis is the keynote speaker for Center of the American Experiments annual dinner gala on Friday, May 12th. Dennis will be joined by Prager U's Amala Ekpenobi. The two of them will entertain, inform, inspire, and engage. Go to americanexperiment.org slash events for more information and to sign up. That's americanexperiment.org slash events. Paid for by Center of the American Experiment, Minnesota's think tank. Save 700 gallons of water
0: and 250 pounds of salt this year with the new wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Get $400 for your old softener. Commerce will haul it away, too. Commerce.com. Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com.
2: This is Scott B. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters and your host for Like It Matters Radio, calling all Leadership Awakening graduates. The time is now to raise the bar to finish what you started. As a graduate of Leadership Awakening, You know how transformational awakening is. However, it's also incomplete. Leadership adventure is about applying what you learned in leadership awakening. How do you take a team of leaders through the undulating line of life and success? Welcome to the second half of the leadership experience, leadership adventure. This is a fun class and is done in an outdoor adventure setting. Leadership awakening goes from 1 to 25. Leadership adventure goes from 26 to 100. This is not Leadership Awakening a second time. It is a whole new adventure that picks up right where you left off in Leadership Awakening. If you're ready for the next level, the time is now to register for Leadership Adventure. Details and schedule at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. And ladies and gentlemen, as leaders, we are hope peddlers. I really believe the number one commodity of a leader is hope. And today we live in a world that is helpless and hopeless. Today there's pandemics of loneliness, there's pandemics of depression, of suicide, of PTSD. It was Dr. Viktor Frankl who said between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. We have choice. And what Hopeless says is that today is terrible and tomorrow is going to be no better. But what Hope says is no matter how bad today is, that tomorrow can be better. And in one of his journals, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, I think it was in 1823, so 100 years ago, said, imagine hope to be removed from the human breast and see how society will sink, how the strong bands of order and improvement will be relaxed, and what a death-like stillness would take the place of the restless energies that now move the world. The The scholar will extinguish his midnight lamp. The merchant will furl his white sails and bid them seek the deep no more. The anxious patriot who stood out for his country to the last and devised in the last beleaguered citadel profound schemes for its deliverance and aggrandizement will sheath his sword and blot his fame. Remove hope and the world becomes a blank and rottenness. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a need of life. We need air. We need water. We need food. And we need hope. And there is a tragedy happening. Millions of children are being aborted. And we open the door. But now there's a way to make it easier to, so people don't even have to see a doctor. To where things are just shipped in the mail. Where people are being coerced into doing things that they don't know they're doing. And this is important. This is a call right now, to wake-up call. And our guest is on the front line of this battle. Our guest is putting her, her, her life, her liberty, her value, everything she's doing on the line. And our guest is, we're so blessed to have her. Her name is Dr. Ingrid Skop, the Director of Medical Affairs at the Lozier Institute. She's a practicing board certified OBGYN who has delivered more than 5,000 babies and has personally treated many abortion pill related complications. Dr. Scop is, is a Christian. So we start there. The, what's your worldview? She is a Christian and a follower of the risen Christ. Pro life OBGYN. She can speak about the abortion kill pill, and there's dueling orders. She'll talk about these dueling orders that came down April 7th. She believes that it should be banned nationally, the pill, and sides with the pro-life judge in Amarillo, Texas. And what's impressive is she was part of creating a 57-page amicus brief from the Charlotte Lozier Institute, and it was cited six times by this judge. And not only has Dr. Scott delivered 5,000 babies, she's also prefer, uh, performed, I think it's at least 12 surgeries, on women who have suffered consequences, complications from the abortion kill pill. And so the Lozier Institute amicus brief was based on the extensive research, in part, by Dr. Ingrid Scott. And uh, she is a fellow of the American Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And she is our guest. And we are very blessed to welcome Dr. Ingrid Scott to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, Doctor?
4: Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Scott. I'm excited to be here to talk about this.
2: Oh, I'm, you know, um, you know, I'm I'm 57 years old. I don't know. It doesn't matter how old you are, but I'm sure we're somewhere around that same age. And I got to be honest with you, Dr. Scott, when when I was younger, I've always been conservative, always been a quote, a Christian. I was part of the college Republicans, you know, of Nevada and the state Republicans and the college Republicans at UNLV. Uh, But, you know, a lot of my young life, and I'm not proud of this, I was of the pro-choice type of thing, you know, to each their own, you know, it's a different world. But as I got closer to God and I became a daddy and I realized what God calling us to do, I'm embarrassed to say I was ever, ever pro-choice because it's really not pro-choice. That child has no choice at all. The child has no hope. And so I am so blessed and so happy that you're joining with us and talking about this really important issue. First, would you mind just telling me a little bit about yourself, your background, if you don't mind?
4: No, not at all. Um, and, you know, what you just said I think is true of so many people, including American Christians. One recent uh, survey said that 44% of Christians thought the Bible was ambiguous about abortion. Wow. And so many people assume because they're told and they're in their in their there's this gaslighting that's going on that women need abortion so of course they're yeah. thinking well these poor women but you yeah. know there's there's a number of reasons of course that it's only harmful and very you know not helpful for these women but um, yeah. my story is that I grew up in a pro-life family my father's a pediatrician I'm the oldest of six children so very very um, uh, welcomed all children into their home which was beautiful and my work as an obstetrician, of course, has led me to love the unborn human. He's a quite a miraculous uh, creation. And, and but <laughs> over the years, I recognized that just more and more women, if you could talk to them about their abortions, even 20 years later, sometimes they would break down in tears. This is not something that women ever desire. And in so many cases, it's it can be physically harmful, emotionally harmful, harmful for their mental health, harmful for their social lives. I mean, we see that men are running the other way when an unintended pregnancy occurs, rather than coming alongside the woman whose child they are, their child she's carrying um, to support her. So there's just you know so many things that abortion uh, allows this, this bad behavior to continue and has led to women to, um, be in so many, um, uh, drastic, uh, circumstances. Um,
2: so that's, that's
4: why I do what I do. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. You moved. And, you know, I, I do leadership training it for 31 years. It's very intensive. It's life altering. And my son, I have four children. Uh, My, uh, my oldest son uh, is Christian. He's 22. And, uh, he uh, sends all his friends to my training, two and a half days. And I had this uh, 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 a beautiful woman who went through my training. I don't know if it was a friend of his or an ex-girlfriend or something, but she was incredibly stunning, intelligent. She was a uh, straight-A student. I mean, you looked at her, she looked like, a you know, almost like a Cleopatra type, just beautiful and all that. And she was just shutting down, had no drive in life, had nothing. She went through my training, and she did well to open her up. And then she asked for some, if if I wouldn't mind working with her one-on-one, I offered my uh, my help to her. And what it came down to, uh, that she had basically, here's this incredible woman with everything in front of her, but she had no drive, she was depressed, suicide, all this. And what it came down to, she finally let me know that um, a couple years ago, she had gotten pregnant with her boyfriend and got an abortion. And uh, the shame, the guilt uh, she lost her desire to live anymore, to, to move, in, to do anything. And to see this woman, she had everything, top of life. She could go anywhere she wanted. And she she lost all because she regretted. If she said if she could go back and do it over, she would never, ever, ever make that decision. And she's she's 22 years old, 23 years old. And, man, already her life's destroyed. So it, people th- brush it off like it's no big deal. But it's a big deal. And before we get in the meat and taters of this, tell us a little bit about the—is it the Lozier Institute? Am I saying that correctly?
4: Yes. Uh, thank you for asking. Um, so the mm. Lozier Institute is uh, the research arm of Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, and our mission is science and statistics on the life issue. So we we address, of course, chemical abortion and other abortion complications, but many other aspects, um, and. We believe that data is crucial. So rather than taking our word or relying on an emotional argument, um, everything that we say is very well referenced in the peer review literature. And so unlike the other side that relies upon euphemisms and gaslighting and Um, we just provide data to people to support their pro-life position because it can be supported by science, um, starting with the fact that um, the f- the fetal human being is living. And so any abortion ends a human life. And so we need to start approaching the, um, the conversation from the standpoint of what sort of situations should allow us to take human life? Um, Amen. So org for, for more information.
2: Amen. But well, you hear something so well, and this is where, see, I'm a, a, you know, a layman psychologist, psychotherapist. I play one on weekends. I always joke with people. I don't have a license, but uh, I, 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 I've done it for a while. But, you know, we've been lied to for so long, and so we don't know what to believe mm-hmm. anymore. Follow the science. We've heard it for you. Follow the science. Follow the science. So I'm going to ask you a simple question. I'm going to see if your medical certificate is accurate. How many genders are there, ma'am? <laughs>
4: There are, of yeah. course, two genders. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, and when does life begin, ma'am?
4: It begins at the moment of fertilization when a sperm penetrates Absolutely. an egg to create a zygote.
2: That's science. That is science, and we can't even agree to that. And it showed, I, I looked it up, and they actually photographed, microscopically photographed a, a, a fertilization of an egg, of a frog, and they saw the fireworks go off. Uh, He said it was like a firework explosion, that life begins at conception. But here's why, because I deal with belief systems. I deal a lot with the logical levels. And what happens is you have this belief system that they can't challenge. Because if you admit that life begins at conception, then you are a murderer if you're okay with abortion. And since no one, everybody's a good person, I would never be okay with murder, then I can't believe that life begins at conception. Otherwise, my belief in it's okay to get an abortion would make me a bad person, would make me a murderer. I know that's really what's going on. It's the structure of belief systems. And by the time we're six years old, Dr. Adler said a majority of our map realities in place. Uh, and so that's why they're going after our kids. That's why they're programming them. And I really believe this is a, a battle. It's fifth generation warfare on the narrative. And what you're dealing with, doctor, is the narrative. And after the break, uh, Dr. Scott, I want to go into the narrative. Tell us what's going on, the dueling court cases, and, and about the amicus brief. So please stay with us. Today, on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about the abortion kill pill with Dr. Scott. We'll be back after these commercial messages.
5: Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life are you a writer who's devoted
0: your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published maybe you wrote a children's book your memoirs a devotional or a mystery with strong moral values at its core Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers plus if you call now at 800-255-9500 we're offering a free writer's guide to help you through the publishing process our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers and if needed covenants talented illustrators will bring your book to life most importantly covenant books will help tell your story by printing marketing and distributing your book through specialty christian bookstores and major online book retailers like amazon apple and many others covenant books let us help tell your story for your free writer's guide call 800-255-9500 that's 800-255-9500
4: Across America, the billboard people. my dad says i'm his pride and joy my mommy says i was her big surprise
1: America.org. Pro Life Across America is educational, non political, and tax deductible. Please help support our life saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-life across America, the people.
2: Welcome back. To Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters. Inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're getting deep, we're getting real, because life matters. And when I say when you live your life like it matters, what is the it reference? The it is your life. We're all given the gift of life. The God of the universe came down and breathed life into this carbon based life form and said, live. And he gave us a reason, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans for hope and a future. For you are God's masterpiece, created in advance with good works, a new creation in Christ Jesus. See, the Charlotte Lozer Institute was launched in 2011 as the education research arm of Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. CLI is a hub for research and public policy analysis on some of the most pressing issues facing the United States and nations around the world. The Institute is named for a feminist physician known for her commitment to the sanctity of human life and uh, an equal career and educational opportunities for women. Now, Dr. Ingrid Skop is Director of Medical Affairs at the Lozier Institute. So not only is she an OBGYN, she's delivered a 5,000 babies. she's did a dozen surgeries on people with complications, Her research was also used as one of the main parts for this 57-page amicus brief that was filed in the court of law. And so we are so blessed to have Dr. Ingrid Scott with us. Again, thank you so much, Ingrid. We can't thank you enough for what you're doing.
4: Thank you, Scott. Glad to be here.
2: So tell us now. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people avoid abortion at all costs. For a lot of people I know, my Christian friends, it's the number one issue. They vote based on that, but i got to be honest with you, too many Christians don't even want to talk about it. They ignore it. So there's dueling law cases going on. What? Could you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Sure, Um, and before I discuss the legal, um, let me discuss Mm -hmm. the medical uh, because I think it will help help you to understand. Okay, So chemical abortion, it's not the same as emergency contraception. Some people get confused. Emergency contraception or Plan B tries to delay ovulation to to prevent fertilization, but a chemical abortion is performed when we know that an unborn life exists. So it's intense. So Dr. Scott.
2: so – I'm sorry, Dr. Scott, was that the RU-486, whatever, the the other thing you were talking about?
4: Right. So there's there's two pills um, that the FDA, the chemical abortion regimen, consists of. Mifepristone, um, its name in France is RU-486, and it blocks the progesterone receptor, so it cuts off the hormonal support and kills the embryo or the fetus. It's followed in 24 hours by misoprostol that essentially induces labor and that expresses oh, wow. the pregnancy tissue and um, um, it doesn't always work um, you know the abortion industry wow. says this is safer than Tylenol but it, this is a very dishonest comparison that we we can talk about later if we have time mm-hmm. But. Um, You know, good studies show that probably at least one out of 20 women who tries to have a chemical abortion, her body cannot express all the tissue, and she requires surgery, often in emergent circumstances. The Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine lawsuit against the FDA alleges, um, appropriately, I think, that the FDA broke its own rules that it never should have approved the chemical abortion regimen, particularly the mifepristone, which is the tightly regulated component of that, Um, And that it did it for political reasons Um, Mm. in 2000 under President Clinton, it was approved. But the category was that reserved for life threatened drugs that treat life threatening illnesses for which there is no other treatment available. And of course, pregnancy is almost never life threatening. And in the 1990s, there were a million to a million and a half surgical abortions every year. So there was another option. And as we've discovered, chemical abortions have easily four times the complications of surgical abortions. So they approved a much more um, uh, inappropriate and more dangerous regimen. Um, They did not do studies in pediatric population, but there is no lower age limit. A 12-year-old can get these pills.
2: What? Um,
4: Subsequently… Yeah. uh, Believe me, it gets worse. Let me tell you. In 2016, under President Obama, they loosened the restrictions. They approved it at higher gestational ages where it fails more frequently. They said it no longer needs a doctor. Although, of course, only a doctor can do the surgery if it fails. In fact, they said We don't even want to hear about complications unless it kills a woman. And then if that's not bad enough in 2021, under our current president and using the COVID pandemic as an excuse, they removed all in-person supervision. So this allows it to be prescribed by telemedicine, but also to be ordered online, delivered through the mail without any medical supervision. So women aren't required to have an ultrasound, which of course would accurately determine the gestational age to see if it would work. In the second trimester, 38% of women fail and need surgery, four out of 10. It doesn't rule out an ectopic pregnancy, which can be life-threatening, and women have died from ruptured tubes and catastrophic hemorrhage. And, And you can't know if you have an ectopic pregnancy without an ultrasound. It doesn't do labs. It doesn't try to prevent future pregnancy complications by providing ROGAM to RH negative women. And also, we don't even have any way of verifying that the person ordering those pills is the one who wants an abortion. So sex traffickers, incestuous abusers, coercive boyfriends can now get access to these pills and provide unwanted abortions to women. So all of that is going on right now. So that is what this this lawsuit is. Five medical organizations and about five individual physicians that have sued the FDA and said, you know, Your job is to protect the American public. You are not protecting women by allowing these egregious um, uh, protocols. And um, so going to the legal, um, uh, Judge Kaczmarek in Amarillo clearly was um, convinced by our arguments. And so he said, absolutely, it should have never been approved. And he placed a nationwide injunction. However, of course, it was appealed to the Fifth Circuit in a partial um, group, I believe three judges from the Fifth Circuit said, "You know, this is pretty compelling, but why don't we back it up to its initial um, protocol, which was fairly tightly regulated, um, but to allow it to be used, but to be uh, allow it to be used under um, strict supervision." And then, unfortunately, it was appealed to the um, Supreme Court. I don't think they had enough time to look at the data, so they actually said let's don't do anything about mifepristone right now let's allow it to continue to be used but let's have this trial proceed so the trial is going to be happening this month and i believe as the data comes out and if the media are honest which is a big <laughs> if and allow the american people to see the data to see how frequent the complications are to see how many women are harmed um then hopefully you know, over time, we'll see either very tight restrictions placed back on mifepristone and, and mesoprostol, or we'll see mifepristone taken off the market entirely.
2: You know, it's stunning. As I sit here, I'm a little person, but I was a I was a scrub nurse in the Army. I was a 91 Delta in the Army. I was 30 years ago. But I was a scrub nurse, so I had to go through the basic medical st- training and all that. Uh, and uh just stuns me with all this. Well, you just said to me. But here's the problem. We've been hearing for so long, follow the science, follow the science, but there was a word left out. And you hit it. Follow the political science. See, science has been replaced now by politics. Uh, and it, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at the LGBTQT thing. Uh, we're allowing kids uh decisions that they can't have consensual sex they can't drive a car they can't uh, they can't sign a contract mm-hmm. but they can agree to become a medical experiment for the rest of their life uh, th- that's just yeah. stunning and so uh, when i think about what you're doing first of all my heart goes out to you because you are you're pushing uphill you are going against a society that's getting further further away from god and godly values you're you're you said that the media is going to be fair Uh, The media is going to be fair. The media has claimed ownership of the Democratic Party. I mean, they they pick sides. You know this. The media was originally created as the fourth estate. You had the three forms of government, and the media was supposed to overwatch, kind of bring light to make sure everybody's operating functionally. But now they joined one of the teams. And so they're no longer part of the fourth estate. They're now part of the government, the deep state. And so this is the problem. You're getting people get their news from these other people, and it's based on feelings. Uh, it, it's sad. And, you know, by the way, I wanted to let you know, my son, uh, in law uh, my daughter, I have my oldest is a daughter. Uh, her, uh, s- husband is uh, a doctor. So he just graduated, uh, uh, medical school and he's actually going to Columbus, uh, Ohio, uh, and starting his, uh, doctor resident, whatever it's called, he's graduating and all that. So he's in the medical field as well. He's doing emergency medicine. So, uh, he doesn't even like, and he's a Christian and he doesn't even like to talk about any of this stuff with me. So you got a Christian who's a doctor that doesn't even want to talk to me. about. He feels uncomfortable talking about it. So what you're doing is phenomenal. Uh, I, I, after the break, we're going to go into the lawsuit more and more and more. But what's your hope? I mean, what do you, what's your hope as you're in the middle of this battle? You've got to have some type of hope, something you're looking for. What is that hope?
4: Yeah, you know, I mean, thank you for pointing out, because it, it has been a very difficult journey, and there has been immense personal cost to take the yeah. the, um, uh, the stands that I've taken. But I feel yep. very hopeful that when we can let the American people see the reality of the harms of abortion and particularly as we're discussing chemical abortion, that the American people I think will recognize this is not this is not care for women. And so I, I really think if they can see it and so that's why your program is so important. I mean, every opportunity I have to talk to people and then maybe they can tell a friend and maybe they can look at the Lozier website. We have numerous pages um, devoted to abortion drug facts. Um, so we, we've got a lot of data there, but just people's eyes have got to be opened to all these things, to the mutilation of children like you mentioned. Unfortunately, my profession needs to wake up um, so many doctors say they're pro-choice, but you know what? Only approximately 10% of obstetricians will perform an abortion. So even though they oh, wow. they turn the other way and they, and they and they and they and they oppose people like me, but at the same time they don't want to get their hands dirty. But the motivation yep. behind this is—I mean, we could just go into details. But there's yeah. population control. There's eugenics.
2: Um, and we're going to talk. We're getting ready to go to a hard break, Doctor. So stay with me. We've got one last break. Uh, we're talking to uh, Doctor Ingrid Scott, and we're talking about the abortion pill. We'll be back after these commercial messages.
3: Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott
0: was through an answered prayer. We had a uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training. the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values to learn more from mr black the next leadership awakening class in minneapolis is july 27th through the 29th details at like soaking up the sun in fiji walking through the sculpture garden in minneapolis or standing in awe at the grand canyon we're where you are Listen to Freedom 1570 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
1: Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the station. The right to the people
0: to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com.
2: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I
3: was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life and It's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional, That's okay. but it's 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 amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Like it matters unique approach allows people
0: to see, hear and experience leadership in motion. Like it matters radio. Radio like it matters.
2: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're focused on life. And we are so blessed to have Dr. Ingrid Scott. Uh, she serves as Director of Medical Affairs at the Lozier Institute. She's a practicing board-certified OBGYN, delivered over 5,000 babies, and also understands the complications of abortion pill-related problems because she's had to operate On a dozen or so people. So, again, Dr. Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, You know, I want to talk about what you had said in this last segment about the consequences because it's this abortion pill is being put off as this easy thing, simple. And, matter of fact, I remember last year there were young girls, uh, women, uh, on TV. Uh, with CNN and NBC and saying, I just took my abortion pill, and they're celebrating. They're actually celebrating so happy they pop their pills on live TV, and they're celebrating it. And I want to read a quote from Dr. James uh, Stadnicki, I think is his name. Uh, he's part of your group there. He's the vice president of data Analy- uh, Analy- uh, Analy- uh, analytics, I think. Sorry about that. And he <laughs> said this quote, the safety of chemical abortion is greatly exaggerated. The largest and best available U.S. data shows that abortion pill-related emergency room visits have skyrocketed more than 500%. Many of those abortion pill-related complications are being miscoded as natural miscarriages, which masks the true impact of the abortion pill, and also makes those women twice as likely to be admitted for surgery for retained, retained products of conception quote, the increasing dominance of chemical abortion and its disproportionate contribution to emergency room morbidity is a serious public health threat, and the real-world data suggests the threat is growing. This is a big deal, and it's, no one's even reporting it. Is that what I'm reading here?
4: It is a big deal. It's important to recognize that there is nothing about abortion data reporting the numbers, the complications, or the deaths that is mandatory in the United States. So wow. the the data that comes to our attention is just that 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 trickles in, but uh, to counteract that, women are women are ashamed. They fall into this action in crisis. They just want to get it behind them. They think about it, and then when they have a complication, um, many times they won't even tell the emergency room doctors. That's part oh, of the wow. problem with the miscoding. But you know, I've talked to women, and um, they've told me, Doctor Scop, I. I th- think that this complication is what i deserved for the action oh. i've taken so so these oh. women the, this is this is the women that are being hurt they, they they can order it online they don't get the opportunity to know that there's 2700 crisis pregnancy centers where they can go for emotional support for material support for relationship counseling most women if they have the support of the father of the baby would not choose abortion they would wow. um they would choose their baby because hormonally every woman is primed to bond with that unborn child so when a woman chooses this action she's she's it's a it's a violent act against her own self And um, and and Jim is absolutely right. The the when the the, uh, record records linkage study that he's talking about is where, you know, every abortion that occurs and you can see what happens afterwards. But unfortunately, the FDA relies on studies from the abortion industry, where, of course, they sugarcoat the data and they only tell about the complications they know about. Well, here's what happens. They tell women it's safer than Tylenol. Uh, They're dishonestly comparing deaths from Tylenol overdoses, which, of course, a woman assumes, oh, it's as safe as taking Tylenol for a headache. They tell her it will be like a heavy period. No, the average woman bleeds heavily for two weeks, many for more than a month, um, that she'll have cramping. Forty percent of the women in one survey described the the pain as severe, and no one tells them that around nine to ten weeks, if they look in the toilet, they're going to see their baby. He's about oh. the size and shape of a gummy bear. He's clearly identifiable as a human oh, being, wow. and so there are women in our country suffering in silence who've been through that experience, even when they have complications. Like I say, they don't they don't want to sue the doctor. They don't want to they don't want to tell anyone. They just they just want to keep it to themselves and move on. And um, mm. so that that is the that is the situation for so many women.
2: No, that's so sad, and that was the, I've, I've counseled, you know, I'm a counselor as well, I've counseled so many people, and when it got down to it, like I told you this one lady, it was the shame, like you said. It was the guilt, and she's a professing Christian, and she knew it was wrong. Uh, And this is where I think the, the, the prince of the power of the air is working, because there has been a war on men, too. Men have been told they don't matter. Men have been told they're the problem for everything. And if you're, you know, today I'm a white male Christian, my president thinks I'm the biggest threat to my country. I mean, I'm the biggest threat to my country. I've never been arrested. I've never – i am give. if I have a dollar and someone needs it, I'll give it away. I help thousands of people daily, and yet I'm the biggest threat to my country, and I served it and was willing to die for it. And yet yeah. that's the politics. And see, this is what's going on in the field that we're in. I mean, I look at Pennsylvania, and, and the perfect example is the John Fetterman campaign. Uh, you know, here's Oprah Winfrey that goes there, and here's her good friend, Dr. Oz, who's been with 20 years. But she says, you got to vote for that guy who we know was not medically able to do the job and has proven since he got elected. But that was all about abortion, doctor. You know that. Mm-hmm. That was all yeah. about an abortion vote. And Oprah said, we need this abortion vote. I really believe that all Americans care about today uh, in, in whole, not individuals like us, is consequence-free sex. And really that's what abortion comes down to. It's mm-hmm. consequence-free sex. I mean, if you get down to it, I hate to ma- oversimplify things, uh, but that's what it's about. I should be able to have sex with whoever I want, whenever I want, uh, with no consequences. That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And the politics was ripped my heart out because I'm reading this article and it starts like this a federal judge in Amarillo, Texas, and what are they, Matthew Kazmarek, and what does it say right after that? A Trump appointee. And then three paragraphs later says Judge Thomas Rice, here it is, an Obama appointee. So there, it's, if you're on the right, hopefully you're going to be pro-life, hopefully, because nowadays that's not even true. And if you're on the left, you're going to be pro-whatever the Democratic Party tells you to be. And so you're fighting not just with all the religious stuff, not all the personal, intimate stuff. You're fighting with the political stuff. And how do we get on that team? We, we need to be active. We need to be involved. How can my listeners be a part of what you're doing, what the Lozier Institute's doing? What can we do?
4: Well, I think the biggest thing that most Americans need to do is educate themselves, because even in the pro-life movement for years, I still learn things every day that I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> you know, because, again, everything is just the information is suppressed. It's coated, the you it's governed by euphemisms. Um, but the second is to is to support women, you know, every, every community probably has a crisis pregnancy center. So volunteer, donate, um, just make, make yourselves aware. It's not a political issue. It breaks my heart um, yep. that it has, it has been um, painted as such because surely The Democrats don't want to see women hurt like we're seeing hurt by chemical abortion pills. But even most of them don't know. They don't know. They think they're supporting women. If they knew how much damage it did to women, you mentioned mental health earlier. Records linkage, high-quality studies in European countries tell us, that you know what, a woman who has an abortion has six times the risk of committing suicide in the year following the abortion compared to a woman who gave birth to her child. So not only does the woman who gives birth – have a beautiful child i mean since when did children become something undesirable you were mentioning men that the best thing we could tell men is that the most important thing they could do for themselves and society is to be a father to the children they Amen. create if we if, if those things happened we would we would turn the corner
2: Amen. And of course, turn back to God. You know, we're following the gods of, uh, uh, you know, uh, the old gods of uh, Canaan. So uh, if you've ever read Jonathan Cahn's book, it's so spot on. Uh, I'm first and foremost a child of God. Everything else is after that. And this is a God issue. God's uh, looking. God's watching. And yeah, it's going to cost you personally. It's cost you, Doctor. I know it has. I'm sure it's cost you professionally. And I have the utmost respect for you. That's why when we got a, a little confused a couple weeks ago, it broke my heart because you <laughs> need to be heard. What you're doing is you're, you're saving lives. You're changing lives. You're changing eternities. And so, how do they get? Uh, how do they get a hold of Lozier Institute? Is there a website they can reach out to? Sure,
4: it's uh, Lozier L O Z I E R. Dot org. Um Like I say at the top, there are it'll lead you to abortion drug facts. So a lot of information, but just peruse the whole website. We talk about maternal mortality, we talk about uh, many economic and social issues. So we really try to address it, but again with hard data that you can point to yep. and say, "This is not my opinion. This is what the research shows." Um, so that we Amen. can start making those arguments.
2: Amen. Follow the science, but not political science. The real science. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Awesome. All right, we're getting ready to end the show. Dr. Scott, thank you so much. God bless you. And if I could ever be used to help you in any way, Like It Matters Radio is available. You just let us know, okay?
4: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate
2: it. All right, Ingrid. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
4: Okay, goodbye.
2: You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's one thing to be bothered by it. It's one thing to have a little tear. It's another thing to get in the game. Reach out. Be involved. Stand up for the unborn. Stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. That's how you live your life like it matters. And that's what I do on this radio show. I am Mr. Black. I am reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
1: Did you know that an auto accident as slow as two miles an hour is enough to shift your spine out of place and compress a nerve? Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic in Richfield, off 494 and 35W. Because I've also suffered from auto accident injuries, I'll be your biggest advocate to ensure that you get your optimal health and function back. Even if you've been in a minor crash, it's important to seek treatment within the first 24 hours. Most people are in a state of shock and don't feel anything right away because it can take up to two weeks for symptoms to appear. As a corrective chiropractor, we take x-rays to determine what injuries you have to prevent scar tissue from developing and causing further problems. If you've been in an auto accident, we're here to help at Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic. Call us today at 612-545-5672 or go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com.